You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! How did this fly get in there? Somebody got a fly swatter? Yeah. It was a shot of Prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we, we never get used to it. We never get tired of good things happening. This life doesn't get old. No! It was a nice little distraction from the real world, and... Here we are today for a coffee session. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the RP Show, proudly brought to you by Great Western's Originals 16 Beer. we get a lot of fun coming up for you this hour, including Saskatchewan rush forward Mark Matthews as the rush get ready to open their season at Halifax uh, here in the first week of December. If you're just joining us, you've missed a lot. Coming up, uh, or sorry, Last hour, an hour one, we were joined by World Series champion Greg Zahn, our MLB analyst, talking about these losses the Blue Jays have sustained. Howard has texted in on the 902 line. He says, I'd like to know if Zahni's coming to Grey Cup next year in Regina. My memory recalls him having fun and loving it the last time he was here. Howard and Regina. Well, hey, we had plans to go to uh, the, the Grey Cup in Hamilton this year and get the Zontourage rolling, and it just didn't quite play out that way. Well, we've got a very dear friend uh, in the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, joining us here today. How you doing, Silver Fox? I couldn't be better. The only place you're going to come to be a guest on a show, and when you're hungry, you get a G2G protein bar. The uh, I went with the almond mocha this morning, Rod. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I've been fed. I'm happy. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Very good. Um, but my favorite is the almond coconut. Rems, let's delve right into the topics of the day, if you don't mind. And again, for the viewers that missed it off the top, a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, Luches Piravoy, was involved in an incident Sunday night at a South Regina restaurant after the Western semifinal, the Rough Riders went. He addressed the media this morning. He was not charged. I believe the Rough Riders said that he slept at the police station on Sunday night. Uh, I'm getting more reports as we go along here that a woman is facing an assault charge in connection with the incident. But Luchez Purifoy is not. I know Luchez. I will vouch for Luchez. I, I, I think he's a great guy. But great guys sometimes do dumb things. But the question is, should he be playing in Sunday's Western Final? I say absolutely. But I get that the debate is raging in the Ryder Nation and across the CFL. What's your take on this news today, Rems? 
Well, it's the timing couldn't be worse, you know, in, in, in some respects. But, you know, these incidents do happen. It's unfortunate that they happen. What's fortunate, though, is we haven't really been dealing with a lot of this stuff. I remember back in the Roy Shivers era, it seemed like every time you turned the television on or the radio, there was something happening. Um, of course. We, we, we don't deal with these situations, fortunately, here in these parts very often. But, you know, every few years, something like this is going to happen. And, you know, if it's if it's the guy that's doing your drywall or the guy that's pumping your gas or or even the person that might be teaching your son in school that does something like this or gets involved in this type of a situation. Nobody knows about it. And frankly, nobody really cares. But when it's a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, it's all over the news. The rumors start swirling. Everybody has an opinion. Look, I don't know. I don't know how anybody could possibly think that he shouldn't play in the game on Sunday if we don't even know what the circumstances were, we know that they were serious enough that he had to be, you know, called down to the police station. But how do we know that he wasn't there for questioning? How do we know that he wasn't there to give his side of the story, whatever that might be? I don't believe he was charged. So obviously the police didn't feel that it at least at this point, that it was serious enough that he involved, you know, that he was charged with anything. So if you're not charged with anything, then... I don't even know if you have the right to do to, to hold them out of the game. I, I, I don't think that you could. Yeah. Even if you wanted to, I don't think you could. Ellie, you and I both know incidents with this football team of players that were charged and played that week. So if yeah. he wasn't charged, why would he not play? So moving on, and I'm going to come back around to this Sunday's CFL Division Finals in a moment, but you are one of the most staunch Blue Jays fans that I know to the point of PVRing games yeah. and going back and watching them if you missed on a daily basis out of 162. So they've lost Robbie Ray, Stephen Matz, now Marcus Semyon, mm -hmm. signed Kevin Gosman. Like that's going to somehow fill the hole left by a Cy Young Award winner. Greg Zahn feels that the Blue Jays can fill those holes. I don't know if you saw our interview with Zani last hour. He says they better get Vladdy locked down soon. But how do you feel about the the exodus and free agency with the Toronto Blue Jays? Well, I, I guess if it was obvious that they weren't making any effort to sort of re-sign quality all-star caliber type players, you know, I would be more concerned. Um, you know, they, they lose a left-hander in Ricky Ray, who did win a Cy Young, um, but they replaced him with a right-hander in Gosman, who many people actually feel that if you were to take a look at what the projection might be over the next three to five years, you know, you're, you, they're both excellent. Um, they're, not everybody is as convinced as I am that Ricky Ray, you know, is going to continue to be able to perform at this level. I think that Pete Walker's done an amazing job with that guy, and I, I don't think he's going to look back. I think now he's not only got the velocity and the movement on his fastball, but he, now he's found his location. So I don't think it's going to be a flash in the pan. I'm not expecting that the, the new right-hander is going to replace Ricky Ray, but I would rather that they at least go out and find somebody of that caliber than feel like, you know, they're bringing in, you know, B guys. You know what I mean? Guys that are marginally, uh, you know, playing in that caliber. They've, they've replaced him with a tremendous pitcher, and I don't think they're done. I mean, depending on what port report that you read rod they're still out there actively 
you know, looking at players. They're obviously going to try to find an infielder. Even if you did move Biggio, you know, over to second base, you still need, now you need to find a third baseman. I think they're going to try to find a second baseman. And I think that they're not done. And I, I think that, you know, they're going to continue to try to improve. The one thing that, you know, you bring up Vladdy. Well, this team's core right now, I believe, as far as, as, as what I can see in the eyes of management, is that Vladimir Guerrero and Bo Bichette, and to some extent, Teoscar Hernandez, are the core. These are the guys that they're trying to build this franchise around. It wasn't Marcus Simeon. Um, it's unfortunate, but I think they knew even before the season that we're only going to have this guy for one year. So if you want to lock these other guys down and think about what a guy like Vladdy or even Bichette is going to require for a salary when their contracts are up, you know, they're going to have to pace themselves a little bit. And I think their priority is going to be to resign those guys. And so <laughs> think about what it's going to take to, I mean, the numbers now are almost, it's almost not even real. I just can't relate to two and three hundred million dollar contracts and things of that nature. But that's where we're at. Stupid money. Stupid ridiculous. Money. It's um, ridiculous. I, you might have some fun with this poll question. Feel free to attack it or agree. But our okay. poll question for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is this: Will tonight's Washington Capitals Florida Panthers game in Sunrise, Florida, determine the best team in the National Hockey League. On Twitter, last I looked, over 90% of respondents saying, no. Where's Rick Regan on that one? Oh, no. Oh, no. I can tell you this. I'm fired up to go to the game and watch Ovi tonight at FLA Live Arena. I really am, Rems. But uh, are you in the 90-plus percent that don't think that this will determine supremacy in the National Hockey League tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's one game, right? It's not a seven-game series. It's one game, and anything can happen in one game. What, what if one team's power play goes, you know, two for four and the other goes 0 for five? Um, you know, that team that scores the two goals will probably win, but it doesn't mean that they're a better team. It means that on that night, they were the better team. Maybe one goaltender just gets absolutely red hot in one game. Doesn't make a season, but it's still fun. I mean, I was scoreboard watching exactly. here. I was scoreboard watching here the other night, just at the, at a more local level, to see what was happening with the Kamloops Everett Silvertips game, and we never get to even see those teams, but uh, or at least live. But but I, you know, everybody's always interested when those first place matchups, you know, take place. But a lot of times it's a 3-2 game or a 3-1 with an empty net goal, and it's a play here or a play there, a call here, a call there, a post, a bounce. It's one game, but it's still fun. It's going to be fun, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed bumping into Jordan Eberle here Saturday night when the Seattle Kraken were in town. Hmm, Pause for a second to tell the viewers, addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is, is that addiction is a treatable illness. At, Re at Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build the solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help, regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit their website, aurorarecoverycenter.com. Now to the hot, hot stuff. And that is the Riders and the Blue Bombers. 
which the point spread has swelled to eight points. Kelly, Winnipeg is favored by for Sunday's West Final. In the East, Toronto favored by one over the Hamilton Tiger Cats at BMO Field. You're a football guy. If you're coaching the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, what are you doing for a game plan Sunday going into IG Field? Well, I'm probably spending a little bit more time than I normally would on a red zone offense. I'm doing absolutely everything that I can possibly do to prepare my football team that once they get inside the red zone to make sure that we're getting seven points instead of three. If this team is kicking field goals all day and, and you know, counting on, you know, Brett Loeffler to win them this football game, I don't think it's going to happen this time. They're going to have to put the ball in the end zone. So I think that I'm exploring every, I'm pulling out film from the last however many years. I'm watching other teams film and what successes that they had against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I'm doing everything, exploring every possible scenario to make sure that this team doesn't get stymied inside the 20-yard line. But the other thing I'm also doing offensively, Rod, is I'm making sure that, that there's some sort of a vertical passing game. I mean, we saw a little bit of it. I thought it was really interesting. When they absolutely needed to get points late in the game, they weren't doing the dink and dunk stuff. They were going vertical, 10, 15 yards down the field, and they had success. So I'm not sure mm -hmm. why they would have waited until then when they were in a panic emergency type situation where we have to score a touchdown on this drive or we lose to kind of get out of that mindset and start putting the ball down the field vertically and take some shots. I mean, how many times do they have single coverage with Shaq Evans as an example? And I know things haven't gone his way this year and there's something going on there with the, the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and the receivers. And it's just seems a little disjointed to me, but you get single coverage with those great athletes, those speed guys on the corner. And you can tell by looking at the defensive formation that the safety is either in the middle of the field or he's way up in the box. What possible harm can there be once in a while, Jason, to put the ball up over everybody, over everybody's head, throw it 40, 50 yards down the field, and let one of your athletes go get the ball. I mean, you might get a pass interference penalty. Who knew? You know, I, I they have to start stretching the field a little bit. I know their quarterback hasn't had his best year, and I know your offensive line isn't as good as it probably could or should be, although I did think they were a lot better in the last game. But there is no way that they're going to be able to win this football game unless they have a bit of a vertical passing game. That's just how I see it. Defensively, I say just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I do think there's going to be a few more twists and exotic blitzes and things of that nature, but um, I wouldn't try to tinker too much with your defense. Your defense has been fantastic. Well, here's one for you uh, in the couple minutes we have left in this segment, and I think we'll switch it around to NFL next segment and more NHL. But people are bringing up to me particularly longtime Ryder fans. What about the 89 West final? Sask went into Edmonton, took on the 16 and two Eskimos and upset him. Yep. Could very well happen. Could very well happen. There's no doubt. But what I remember is that Saskatchewan blitzed them 40 plus times that day on the frozen tundra of Edmonton and Tracy Ham. They didn't know what hit him. Mm -hmm. Saskatchewan going to do that. Do you think on Sunday? And if they did, would it work? Well, 
I, I, you know, look, if you ever tried that against Tom Brady, he would score a hundred points. Okay. Um, right. There, there, there are some quarterbacks that that are, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, um, I, I know we're talking about two different leagues, but I'm just thinking of two guys right off the top of my head that they want you to do that. If it, if they had it their way on every play, you would blitz on every play. They would know immediately where to go with the ball. You'd have no chance. Okay. I don't really know in this situation with the Zach Caleros, whether or not, like, I don't, I don't have the analytics to know what the percentages are and how well he specifically deals with those blitzes. But I, I do think that your best chance in the football game period is to get big plays. I think if you're just going to rely on your team to just kind of hang with these guys for four quarters, I don't think you have a very good chance. You're going to have to win the turnover game for one. You're going to have to make some big plays for two. And your best way of doing that is to create something that they're not expecting. And blitz is an easy way to do that. There's only so many different coverages, zones, man-on-man. There's only so many different things that you can do. But you can twist. You can stunt. You can do some different things with your line. You can bring linebackers, even halfbacks. Uh, have a safety come over the top and cover them when you're bringing pressure. I would try to have Zach Caleros. The other thing I would do, Rod, not to do too deep a dive, I would try to bring my blitzes from from his right side, okay, the defense's left side, to force him to roll out across his body. I would make him run to his left all day, cut off half the field for him, make him run to his left the whole day and have to throw across his body um, and keep him in second in long situations, so I'd probably be doing some zone blitzes to even... So even if they do hand the ball off, you've kind of taken care of your business on the line of scrimmage, try to keep them from being in second and short. Because if they're in second and short all day, you're going to lose a football game. Hour two of the RP show is brought to you by Great Western's Original 16, the new Canadian ultra lager from Original 16 with only 80 calories. You can feel great drinking it anytime. When we come back, we'll jump into... Taco Time viewer takeover. The comment of the week, it's a $50 gift card from our friends at Taco Time. Rems and I can talk about anything. This guy's a football guy, a hockey guy. Bret Hart's former manager, WWF promoter. We can get into that, right, Rems? Oh, yeah. All when we return. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues. A beautiful day down here in South Florida. And want to tell you that uh, we're going to jump into Taco Time viewer takeover. What the heck? It is Taco Tuesday. I'm sure Kelly Rempel, our co-host riding shotgun today, is a Taco Time fan. Who isn't? I love the place. Taco Time Canada. Oh, Taco Time Canada. What's his? I won't even ask what Spencer's it. What's your go-to at Taco Time? Do you move? Do you shake it up a little bit? Do you move it around or do you get the same thing every time? Uh, I kind of float between like the super soft taco and then the the bean burrito taco. I, I like them both. If I'm really hungry, I get one of each. 
Yeah, good for you. I like it. Taco I love Time the Canada. Sour cream, the sour cream rod, the sauce that you dip it in. Oh. Has over 120 locations across Canada. And let's not even get started on the United States. There's several <laughs> down here, too. Sports, uh, not a sports update, but breaking news from this Tuesday morning. And I'm reading this from 3downnation.com. Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back Luchez Pirafoy was involved in an incident at a local restaurant Sunday evening following his team's West semifinal win. The Rough Riders released a statement which reads, the club has looked into this matter, and while the police were called to the establishment, Purifoy has not been charged with any wrongdoing related to the incident. He was the Rough Riders' most outstanding defensive player of the year this season at the age of 28. We've debated this. We've put it to bed. Kelly and I both agree. If he's not even facing charges, why would we even talk about him not playing uh, in this Sunday's Western final, which we've also, I think, which I also think we've debated to death. And I will get our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hakowicz, has run the numbers. And I don't have them in front of me. And I want to switch topics here too. But I think he's got Winnipeg and Hamilton. He's run simulations, Kelly. 10,000 simulated games per game. And he's got like 60-plus percent chance of Winnipeg winning, maybe higher, and Hamilton winning too, which would bring about a Grey Cup rematch. Paul Figler's watching from Red Deer. Figgy says, anyone know how much it costs to fly to Florida from Calgary? I should go visit Roddy. Uh, do you have a thing called the internet? Figgy, look it up. Oh, good one, Roddy. I see. Um, Kelly, hey, I'm down here in Dolphins land where they've won four in a row. Yes. And they're all excited that they have a chance, at the very least, a wild card outside shot at winning the division, which is going to be hard with the hard-charging Patriots who've won six in a row. But you're Vikings. I never hear anything about the Vikings. Are you like your good man, Peter, Peter Labardius, who's like literally given up? No, you're just checking the out. scores? You're not... No. You, t- you, no, you no, two no, no, or no. just he, Lou? Lou has. Lou's not even a fan anymore. He, he, um, he just... And I don't necessarily blame him. He's just been, you know, kicked in the you-know-what so many times by that team that I think he basically has just kind of given up and he just doesn't watch the NFL anymore. Myself, personally, I'm an NFL fanatic, and I have watched every single Vikings game. And every single game, Rod, every single game that that team has played, there's been 11 Everyone has been decided at the two-minute warning or inside. Um, mm-hmm. we, the the eight-point loss that we had, he had a chance to tie the game late. Um, we we actually had a, a legitimate opportunity to win that football game. And again, two-minute warning, and we just fell a little short. We're probably where we should be. You know, we're five and six. We could easily be four and seven we could easily be seven and four when every single game comes down to like the last play it doesn't take much to you know to kind of you know tweak the the uh, standings a little bit um we're never going to be good enough to catch green bay that's not going to happen i mean they're they're a better team than we are there's no question about that but what's really interesting is as you say that wild card i mean the nfc is a little different than the afc in the NFC, all of the division winners, with the exception of maybe one, uh, is pretty much determined. 
everybody knows who's going to win the divisions. It's more a case of where they're going to be seated, one, two, three, and four. But the wild card is crazy. There's like eight teams that are fighting it out. I whereas, know. whereas on the AFC, there's equally as many teams that are in the mix, but in all of the different divisions, they're still fighting for first. You know, so... Um, you know, like New England, as an example, who would have ever have thought a month ago that they'd be where they're at? But now they're actually on top of the division as I even kind of take a look. And the Buffalo Bills, who everybody thought was going to win, are now behind the New England Patriots. Yeah. But it's still going to be a race for first, whereas in the in the NFC and especially in our division, there's nobody even close to the Packers. So at best, you're talking wild card. I want to get viewer participation here, by the way, now that I think about it. And you, you talking just brought something into my mind. Robert Griffin III is now doing color commentary for sure on college football. He might be doing some NFL games. RG3. Oh, yeah. you got to follow the guy on Twitter because his analysis is outstanding. And he went on today. You're talking about the Patriots. Maybe think about it. And he basically said, you got to give Belichick credit that he completely changed the way he did has done things the last couple of years because he had to. Yep. And he said he went out and spent in free agency, which he's never wanted to do. He took a quarterback in round one, which he's never done. And Mac Jones might end up being the offensive uh, rookie of the year for sure in the AFC. And my question is, who is your favorite analyst? To all the viewers, to all the viewers, football only. But I will allow you to use NFL, CFL, um, use sports if you want because some people are admonishing us for not talking about the Huskies in the Vanier Cup, but I digress. I'm not saying RJ3. RG3 is my favorite analyst, but he's making a late run. This guy's got good analysis. And there's a lot of guys, Rems. There's a lot of guys and gals, for that matter. I'm still going to say Troy Aikman, obviously, because Troy is my boy. But is there somebody... Really, eh? Why? no No question. I I find that he's the one guy that when I'm watching NFL football, almost every single broadcast, even as a guy that's coached football for many, many, many years. Now, I'm not, I haven't coached at that level, obviously, or CFL or even college mm. or whatever. But I'd like to think I have a pretty good understanding about the game. Uh, more X's and O's than like your average guy that just goes to the game and watches. I'm I'm looking at stuff they're probably not watching. Every game I watch Tony Romo broadcast, I learn you learn something three or four yeah. or five things about football that I probably wouldn't even have thought about. You know, thinking about this guy knows what play is going to happen before the play even happens. Believe it or not, people used to criticize him for that. I remember his first year when him and Nance were doing games. He'd always have the the uh, the, the chalk or the uh, teleprompter, I guess, or not the teleprompter. What, what's that called when they they circle the board before? Telestrator. Telestrator. He would be doing that and having arrows all over the field, telling people what's going to happen before the play happened, just because he knew as a thinking as a quarterback and thinking as a coach. Um, what they're going to do in that situation. And people used to say, well, he's taking all the fun out of the game because now I know what play they're going to run before they run the play most of the time, and it's less fun. And I'm thinking, what? So you would rather 
he kept that secret to himself and didn't give you something to chew on while you're watching. To me, that's the fun of it is if I can learn something, you know, and, and I realize people don't want to be schooled all the time while they're, while they're watching. And maybe I'm looking at through it my eyes and not somebody else's, but I just think the guy is brilliant. Uh, I think that he has a way of breaking down a game and expressing um, yeah. complicated views that even people that aren't aren't don't have like a savvy football mind can understand. Yeah, and that's, that's why not I asked easy you. To I, do. Want, I want your opinion. Yeah. But my but my question, I just want to clarify is I'm not necessarily saying a color commentator. Now, yours is Tony Romo, and that's cool. My cousin Christine is watching from Medicine Hat, and she says, not a Romo fan. My take on the predicting plays, Kelly, is why weren't you doing this when you were quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys if this was that easy to you? But I digress. It's a bit of a sore subject to me. But, <clears throat> but I'm saying guys at the panel, too, or females, at the like Mild Stegel, Davis Sanchez, Jim Barker, Rex Ryan, Randy Moss. Does that throw a little bit of a wrinkle into your answer? Robin and Prince Albert watching, he says, for the CFL, Chris Walby was good in the old CBC days. See what I'm saying? Could yeah. be Adam Schefter. Could be Dave Naylor. Okay. Well, I would still Does that say, change I mean, your answer at all? It wouldn't change my answer. But what I would say, like, if I broke it down into groups as far as a panel guy... Um, mm. I, I actually think, I actually think that, that Dunnigan and Stiegel and that group do actually a pretty darn good job. I find they're, they're, you know, for the Canadian football league, we're lucky to have guys of that caliber. We're lucky to have a guy as good as Glenn Suter, um, doing analysis. I don't expect those guys to be as good as what they have on Fox or on, I mean, and I know that sounds terrible and people may criticize me for saying that, but I don't expect the level of broadcasting in for the Canadian football league to be as good as it is on ESPN. I don't know why, but I just, I don't, I, I certainly don't expect it from a production standpoint. And I don't even expect, like, I don't expect Glenn Suter to be as good as Chris Collinsworth, but I think Glenn does a really, really good job. Um, He's had enough years out of it. He should. I think Steve Young. But he does Young, do a great job. I think Steve Young does a real good job uh, for ESPN. I think that he seems to be the voice of reason sometimes on that show when other people are kind of getting a little carried away. I think that he tends to sort of dial it back and it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, as far as play-by-play -play goes, Al Michaels is my favorite, bar none. Is that right, huh? Bar none. I, I think that... I think Al Michaels, you know, I find him very easy to listen to, for one. Um, but I think he's just got such a, a vast knowledge. And he do, and it's the perfect balance of, like, sometimes, you know, and you've done play-by-play, -play, Rod, so you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. The, the, the job of the play-by-play -play man, regardless of their knowledge, is to set the table for the color guy to give his analysis. And Al Michaels, mm -hmm. you can tell by listening to him call a game, he knows a lot about the game. There's a lot of times where play-by-play -play guys, I feel, they probably understand how to call a game, but I don't think they know much about the X's and O's of football. And it's not their job, so it doesn't matter. But I think that Al mm -hmm. does understand the game very, very well. But his ability to hand off that stuff to Chris Collinsworth and then turn him loose 
is remarkable. And I, I think that Collinsworth does a great job too, but there's so many rod, like it's, you know, as I sit here thinking, there man, are. I could just keep going on and on at that level, at that level. Oh, there's some dynamite play by play and color guys in both leagues. There's no doubt. Rams, I look forward to the next time that we are seated side by side in a press box. This has been fantastic. I appreciate you coming in. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. The Silver Fox joining us in the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. A reminder, we've got Taco Time viewer takeover coming up in overtime. But first, when we return, we're going to talk some National Lacrosse League with one of my favorite members of the Saskatchewan Rush, Mark Matthews, as they get ready to open their season on the weekend. You are watching the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Our P Show continues from sunny South Florida. Hope you're enjoying our program wherever you may be watching across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Florida, on uh, TDS Cable. Game Plus is carried. We do have a sports update coming up on a very busy day in sports, but... The NLL season begins this weekend. There's one standalone game Friday night, Vancouver Warriors versus the San Diego Seals, and then a plethora of games on Saturday as the league really gets rolling, including the Saskatchewan Rush at the Halifax Thunderbirds. And joining us to talk about it is Saskatchewan Rush forward Mark Matthews, whom we've been watching for many, many years. The team has been through training camp, and now they're ready to roll. And I should ask Mark about that. First of all, welcome to the program, Mark. And are you ready for this new season to begin? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, couldn't be more ready. Um, having done three weeks of training camp here with the guys and kind of getting uh, <clears throat> back to the swing of things, it's it's been uh, it's been a great great time getting to see everybody again and getting back on the floor. And I know everybody's kind of chomping at the bit to uh, to get going here. Probably the dumbest question of all time is: Are you ready? For to get going because you've been off for two years and the NLL has looked at, has handled it differently than other leagues, but I think very smartly, but it has been a break. I mean, how, how are you feeling? Because we had Jeff Shatler in here a few weeks ago and he's worried about making the team because of his age and the layoff. How are you feeling? Uh, I feel great. I mean, having two years off was, you know, probably kind of nice for some people's bodies to kind of heal up when you don't really have uh, all that much time playing, uh, playing for like 10 or whatever months of the year. But um, as for Shats, he doesn't have a problem. He, he looked great out there the last three weeks. And, you know, we're just uh, lucky to have him for one more year. So we're going to talk about your home opener in a moment, but you are going on the road, as I said, to Halifax to open it up. Um your thoughts on that game? I haven't been there. Oh, I've been to the arena, but I've never been there for a Thunderbirds game. They say it's absolutely just insane, which by NLL standards, Mark must be saying something because every game's insane in your league. What are you expecting in there this uh, Saturday? Yeah, they're, um, they're pretty similar to, uh, to us actually in Saskatchewan with uh, kind of having a new team come out there and, you know, really not having, you know, having a junior hockey team and that's, pretty much it in Saskatoon. I mean, 
Halifax is the same kind of thing. They have the, you know, the junior hockey team that plays in the, in the same arena and, you know, just kind of something new for the fans out there. They, you know, they embraced it in year one and, you know, the game we had uh, there last time we played around, I guess it was two years ago, um, going into like a couple overtimes and having each team kind of, kind of score a few times and then it get called back was was pretty nuts and and the crowd was really into it and very loud just uh like i said a lot like uh our arena you know since you last played um you had some unfinished business obviously heading towards the playoffs that year and then they got shut down no season last year and now you come back and really the only thing that's the same for you is some same faces and the uniforms are you gonna have a new coach behind the bench be very strange for you to not look to look back and not see Derek Keenan there. Uh, your thoughts on that change? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's been my coach since my last year of junior, right through every year in pro. Um, a few games off, but pretty much, uh, I mean, I don't even remember what season I'm in now, eight or nine or whatever we'll call it. So that's <laughs> no long time for the with the same coach, but. Um, you know, seven or eight or whatever it was of those years, Bubs has kind of been there, Jeff McComb anyway. So um, not an unfamiliar face, but uh, definitely uh, definitely a little different. The dynamic of, you know, practice and everything's been uh, been a little different from the from the years past. But I guess it's, uh, it's pretty much, you know, same faces for the last few years for, for most of the guys. So, you know, to get Jimmy Quinlan back and him running the offense has been uh, has been great. We did have Jeff McComb on the new coach probably about a month ago. And if memory serves, he said that we shouldn't as fans expect much different in terms of an approach, uh, the attacking style of the rush. Have you seen that so far in training camp? Um, will we see a difference in style of play from our naked eye from the stands? Uh, I mean, no, not at all. I don't think um, maybe a little bit different defensively with a couple new guys different goalie in there um, from the couple of years past, evidently Kirky being gone, but um, offensively, I mean, we're, you know, a few new faces, but same structure, same offense that we've been running for, you know, since I got here. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see uh, some of these newer guys uh, step in and, and see how they make out. Let me ask you a question. What is the funnest part of being a player in the national lacrosse league? Oh, the funnest part would probably be traveling. I mean, traveling every weekend with, <laughs> you know, arguably, you know, 20 of your, you know, closest friends by the time, uh, you know, some of these guys I've been playing with like 10 of them now for, you know, for, for eight or nine years. So, you know, see those guys, you know, some of them live on the West Coast, some of them live, you know, not very close to me at home, but, you know, you see them, uh, see them every weekend and, you know, get to go for dinner and get to play and, you know, get to go out after the game and, you know, have a couple of beers. It's, uh, you know, it's great to, you know, see those guys, especially after these two years being off, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of them. So it's, uh, you know, those first three weekends were a lot of, uh, you know, we got a lot of getting to know each other again and, and kind of hanging out and being friends again. You know, I would have assumed that was going to be your answer, particularly with these wonderful cities that you have for road trips. And before I talk about your home opener, and those home rush games, when you saw Las Vegas was getting a team owned by Wayne Gretzky and Steve Nash. <laughs> okay, you're already smiling. What did you, what did you think? Man, I can't wait um, to get out there. I mean, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be awesome. Um, seeing as what the, you know, the hockey team's kind of done out there. Um, 
you know, production wise and everything. I know a lot of, I mean, our team in Saskatchewan, our, our management went to, you know, went to a game out there to kind of, you know, pluck some ideas or something to kind of get to, you know, a little more action in our, in our arena, but, you know, to have the, the ownership group that they have and, and kind of get, uh, you know, get the ball rolling here in the next little while with, you know, GMs and, and coaching staff to, to start their, uh, you know, their run for, you know, to be able to play here in the next year or two, it's, it'll be fun. And, and obviously, uh, you know, being in the West Coast, we'll probably play there a few times or play against them a few times. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can stay out of the mix of the, of the strip and, and kind of get the, get our job done when we're there. Well, that's why those Vegas teams always historically have the best record in whatever league that they're in. The home teams, I'm saying, best home records. And I think they are playing in MGM Arena, not uh, T-Mobile where the Golden Knights play. But, I mean, I've been all over, Mark. I'm in South Florida now, and uh, I will put rush games up against anybody. And you know that. You've played there many, many times. I put them up against the Golden Knights. Just talk about that home opener against the Calgary Roughnecks, which is next weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend after. Because, yeah, you got to think about Halifax now. But uh, the Rush Nation will be ready to welcome you guys back. What do you think that'll be like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, seeing some of the uh, seeing some of the fans last few weekends, we were out there for training camp, and you know, you read some messages or read some stuff on Twitter, and see how excited everybody is, and and speak to some of the office staff, and and to see uh, you know season tickets, a lot of you know a lot of season ticket holders back. Um, hopefully, we'll get a you know a really good turnout for that home opener, and you know having Calgary in town is always a kind of an added bonus with uh, with our group. So hopefully. Uh, you know, we can get a big win this weekend and, and carry it over into to our home opener and in front of our, uh, you know, amazing fans. Oh, for sure. Uh, well, let's just say you'll be going into the game 1-0 and and then you got your top rivals coming into the barn. I'd be stunned if it wasn't sold out. Well, Mark, you are a lot of fun to watch and you make cheering for the Saskatchewan Rush uh, a lot of fun. I appreciate the time and good luck with the season. I appreciate the time today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot. Mark Matthews of the Saskatchewan Rush of the NLL joining us today on video chat. We're going to take a timeout. As I mentioned, a lot going down in the world of sports today. We'll update that when we come back in overtime, plus a full-on viewer takeover on this Taco Tuesday. Viewer takeover for Taco Time. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And the studio today comes to you from South Florida. And uh, boy, we got a long ways to go and a short time to get there here in this overtime segment, which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, which reminds me, I got a message here from Georgie at the Four Seasons. You're home for the UFC, the National Lacrosse League, and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. From the Greek freak, George Denitsos, dare to dream Super Sunday at the Palace. The Riders upset the Bombers in the West Final, 3 p.m. Big screen, big sound. Then later, the Leafs whoop the Jets. You know where the CFL is on the big screen and all the NFL Sunday and NHL action is. It's up week, baby. That's from the Four Seasons inviting you down there this Sunday 
for the Dare to Dream Sunday. Uh, some messages here. John Ferguson, just give you a cross-section of where our viewership is and also the topics of which we speak here on the RP show. Uh, on the 902 text line from John Ferguson. Hi, Rod. John here watching on Game Plus through Rogers. I wanted to give a shout-out to my hometown, London, Ontario, Western Mustangs that are in the 2021 Vanier Cup, the 56th edition of the Canadian University Football Championship on Saturday in Quebec City. The OUA champion, Western Mustangs, will play the Canada West champion, your Saskatchewan Huskies. Good luck to both. And as usual, Rod, a great, fun, and informative show. John Ferguson checking in from London, Ontario, the home of Eric Lindros, as he pointed out to me. Jeff Caldwell watching in Redmond, Oregon, says the Seattle Kraken beat both Washington and Florida last week. That makes Seattle the best team in the league. How about that? How about that? I think they actually beat Carolina, not Washington, but I get your point. And that's referring to today, today's poll question, which is, is tonight's Washington Capitals Florida Panthers game indicative of NHL supremacy? Well, let's decide the best team in the NHL tonight. And I'll be there at FLA Live Arena, 7 p.m. Eastern faceoff. Over 90% of respondents saying no. 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 Well, for me, it does, okay? And it's my show. Derek writing in from Saskatoon with a screenshot. And he says, here's the minimum requirements for being bowl eligible. After that, I believe each bowl has conferences and ranks that always participate in them. Just saying, I came out of the weekend here in the Miami area, just wondering how the heck are the Hurricanes in a bowl game? They're 500. I still haven't figured it out, but thanks to the viewers, I have learned it's highly confusing and really no right answer as to how this bowl system goes. Anyways, Clark was saying, can we do a great Western Original 16 update? And we're going to do that. We do it once a week for our friends at Great Western Brewery and their Original 16 beer. And here we go. Let's go. From the moment my feet hit the floor this morning, I was thinking about the game. We've introduced a new feature on the RP Show where each day we discuss our featured game of the night, asking for the viewers' opinions too, and it's been a lot of fun. And for me, tonight's Washington-Florida clash here in Sunrise, Florida is as good as it gets. It's for supremacy in the National Hockey League, if only for a night or two. Don't look now, but the Maple Leafs own the most points in the NHL at 33, but I legit don't take them seriously. The Capitals have 33 as well and lead the Metropolitan Division. The Panthers have 31 points, the exact same as the Western Conference leading Calgary Flames, who many Westerners would tell you are the best team in the NHL. I've often said you can find something interesting about any game, but you don't have to look too far in the case of this one tonight at FLA Live Arena. In 2015 here, I watched these same Capitals with Alex Ovechkin and was unimpressed. I told Caps assistant GM Ross Mahoney that they'll never win a Stanley Cup with Ovechkin as that night he just ran around cheap-shotting everybody. Ross just smiled and nodded. Three years later, Ovi was skating around with the Stanley Cup. Hey, I'm not always right, but I'm always going to give you my opinion. The Caps beat the Panthers 4-3 on Friday night. Ovi had three points. He's second in the NHL with 19 goals and chasing Gretzky. And tonight, I'll have a front-row seat. How about that? That's today's Great Western Original 16 update. How about Boop. that? Mm. See, that's where my head is. 
Uh, and by the way, I mentioned a sports update with all that's going on today. How about this? Boston Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy has been placed in the NHL's COVID-19 protocol. Cassidy is the first Bruins player or coach to be added to the protocol this season and will miss Boston's game tonight against Detroit. Don Sweeney told reporters this morning that Cassidy has mild symptoms. Meanwhile, the Ontario Hockey League Sudbury Wolves have suspended all team activities after 12 players tested positive for COVID-19. The suspension affects three of the Wolves' upcoming OHL games Wednesday at Sault Ste. Marie, Friday versus Barrie, and then Saturday at Barrie. The OHL said in a statement this morning that the status of Sudbury's games after Saturday are subject to further review. Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back Luches Pirafoy was involved in an incident at a local restaurant Sunday evening following his team's Western semifinal win. The Riders released a statement Tuesday morning saying the club has looked into this matter and while the police were called to the establishment, Pirafoy has not been charged with any wrongdoing related to the incident. In a press conference this morning, Pirafoy revealed he had been detained and held in a holding cell overnight for disturbing the peace after a dispute began over slow service at the establishment. While his back was turned, a woman who was with the group further escalated the situation and has been charged with common assault. Last minute, last minute of play in the RP show. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Well, how about that? That is all the news that's fit to print. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat saying another great show. Thanks, Rod. Thank you, Chris, for tuning in. I'll always have one. Give Madano a kiss for me, and we'll see you tomorrow. Um, from Tacona Pally, awesome. Enjoy a Panthers victory, Rod. Hey, I plan on it. We'll see you all tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. You screwed up, Clark. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.